Welcome to episode one of Hair Biz Radio. You are tuned in with myself, Zakira, and Mikey. Hey. And today's episode is titled Starting a Hair Business 101, where we're going to give you the basics of getting started with your hair brand. And if you already have a hair brand, the basic steps on what you need to do to keep going with where you are. Yeah, for sure. So we work with a lot of people and they freak out when they don't get a sale in the first week or the first two (laughs) weeks. And I'm just like, okay, pump the brakes a little bit. It's not that easy. At all. No, not at (laughs) all. I mean, it's just, and that's just being real. Like if you go into this, yeah, so many people buy hair and it's such a great industry. But if you go into it, like you're just going to put up a store and all of a sudden all these people are going to buy. Yeah, that's crazy. You're not going to see a sale until literally probably between the first three to six months of starting your hair business? I don't know, about three to six months. No? Depends. Yeah. I mean, no, you can definitely get a sale. Like if you're going to do your advertising right out of the gate, you have experience marketing online. Yeah. You can get your sale in the first week, maybe working with influencers, something like that. Okay. But, yeah. But if you're not really doing much and just relying on your friends, like you got to figure someone might've just got the hair done. It's maybe a two to three month cycle of buying new hair. Right. So if you just bought hair, you might not buy hair again for a couple months. Right. Even though I do see you buying a lot of hair from us. You. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be like if you're just relying on your friends and family, it honestly might be three months before you sell hair. So what we got to talk about today is some basic strategies of not only just starting your business, but not just relying on your friends and family to buy hair from you. Right. And figure out, okay, I have my stuff set up. What do I do next to get my first sale from someone I don't know? I mean, I can tell you when I start, I launched my first online store in January, January 1st, 2006. Wow, that was so long ago. Um, How old were you, Mikey? (laughs) That's a good question. I was like, you know, 12. No, maybe a little early. I I was in my 20s when I opened up my first online store. I was so pumped. I worked weeks on this website that looking back looked absolutely horrible. But what, what platform was it on? It was actually a platform called Pro Stores. It was owned by eBay. Ah, okay. So they, they had actually mm. shut it down. But I was a success story for Pro Stores later on, which was pretty cool. But when I first started the site, it was just crickets. And then I was so pumped. I got my first sale, but it was my grandmother in Delaware. <laughs> so I was like, okay, what do I need to do? So I kept trying to do things. There wasn't too much you could do back then, not like today. And it took about two to three weeks before I got my first sale from a woman in California. And this was uh, the food industry. So not even people weren't even really selling food online back in 2006. Right. I can tell you I was jumping up and down and screaming like a little girl. And I I think my sale was $20. (laughs) And I thought I just made a million. A sale is a sale. But that's where it starts. Right. Right. And then I kind of had to go from there and figure out, okay, how do I get more sales? And then it got real interesting. And the one thing about entrepreneurship and doing this, it does get very emotional. So you have to be ready for somewhat of an emotional roller coaster because there's going to be like, you're going to rock it out for one week and you're going to get like five, 10 sales a day. And then the next week you might get no sales for like three or four days. And then you're freaking out. Uh, You're like, is my website working? (laughs) And then you like go on and buy yourself. Like I've done this so many times. Oh my God, I haven't got a sale. I literally would go on and buy for myself just to make sure the checkout's working. And I'm like, okay, I need everything's working. (laughs) I really need to calm down right now. You know, so don't freak out. It's just part of the business. It's part of the growth. 
you're going to fail at stuff. And that is the best way to learn, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, for sure. Failure is definitely going to happen. But I would say just rewinding, going back to the basics of actually starting your hair brand. If you're looking to start a hair brand online, some of the first things that you want to do is, one, make sure that your domain name is available to get started with the hair brand, and then as well as the social media for it. So go ahead and reserve your Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, uh, whatever it is that you're going to use for your hair brand, make sure that you reserve it to match your domain name and then figure out what platform you're going to put your website on. Yeah. And I would say getting back to reserving your social media, it helps a lot if you're choosing a name from the beginning if you can get all the same names. So if your name is, you know, on Instagram, it's at the best hair Atlanta. Hopefully you can get the best hair Atlanta Twitter and then youtube.com forward slash the best hair Atlanta. You want to be consistent and make sure that someone doesn't have it because I've coming up with names. There'll be like one person that has the Instagram account, but not all the other stuff's open. I'm like, okay, you got to think of something different Oh yeah, just because <laughs> it's, it's easier to have it more consistent. But then getting to the platforms for your website, we are uh, huge WordPress. fans. Yes, huge fans <laughs> of WordPress. Die hard WordPress. Die hard. When people come to me and they're like, oh, I have my website on Wix. Nope. That's, I mean, I don't even hesitate. Mikey can be so embarrassing <laughs> shutting everybody down. <laughs> I will shut you down. And it's only because we've made the mistakes. And I always wish I had someone that would have been just very blunt with me about hey, you know what? You're doing it this way and that's okay, but it's going to be way better if you go this route. Yeah, like Mike, you'll say, we'll have a, an extremely nice website. They might have used Wix. And Mike, you'll say, eh, yeah, it's nice, but it could be better. <laughs> yeah, so Wix is definitely not going to be a sponsor of our podcast. I'm guessing. I mean, they could be if they wanted to, but <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be speaking really nicely about them. I mean, Wix is okay. So if you're going to do just a basic informational site, Wix... Squarespace. Squarespace. Uh, what are some of the other stuff people use? I don't know. Do people even use Tumblr anymore? I, I don't no, know. No, not for websites. That's more of like blogging. Yeah. So, and then of course, everyone knows Shopify. And then there's Volusion. And yeah. then WordPress. And I love WordPress. Yeah. Yeah. So the only thing with Shopify, Shopify is a great platform to use. It's actually one of the better platforms aside from WordPress for e-commerce. However, they don't accept payments for hair extensions. So you have to be careful with putting a hair extension website on a Shopify platform because then you would have to get an outside payment processor to process your payments for hair extensions. So WordPress is just good for the long run of your business uh, when it comes to WooCommerce. Yeah, for sure. So once you have your awesome, beautiful website set up well on Shopify, because they have awesome templates, all the plugins to do, you know, every little bell and whistle possible, you're going to get your whole site set up. And then you're going to have to register your credit card processor with Shopify. So Shopify's credit card processor is actually, it's a white labeled version of Stripe. So Stripe is an awesome system, but Stripe doesn't process payments for hair extensions. So Shopify doesn't process payments for a hair extension. So what you're going to do is you're going to have this nice setup website, everything ready to go. You're like, yes. And then you're going to get an email from Shopify because before <laughs> they before they approve your account, they look at your products that you're selling and it says, hey, your website looks great, but we don't process payments for hair extensions. So you're going to have to use a third-party processor, which is totally fine. 
but Shopify will charge you an extra 1% fee per transaction. Now, if you're not doing many sales, okay, 1% is not going to kill you. Yeah. But if you're getting into the hair business or any business, you're not really getting into it just to get a couple sales. Those numbers add up. For sure. <laughs> and that's basically taking money and... Throwing it down the drain. Yes. And <laughs> we we try to keep our clients away from throwing money down the drain. Yeah. If you're going to throw it down the drain, look, just give it to me. Yeah, <laughs> Sing Get, my PO box. Zakira's got a charity. <laughs> she, you can send it. You can send it to the Her Foundation. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, something like that. We'll put it to good use. But the payment processors have plenty of money, so you don't need to just give away free money. So WordPress definitely number one. About thirty percent of all websites run on WordPress, which is great. You don't want to get stuck on a proprietary platform where someone's like, oh, I'm going to custom make this whole thing for you, blah, blah, blah. It sounds cool. It's really expensive. And then if you want to make any changes, you're screwed. Oh, yeah. Is that like coding? Yeah, like custom code and stuff. I mean, we have a couple sites that's custom coded because they're real complicated. Yeah. But I have a developer that makes a whole lot of money doing this stuff. And the only reason why I have it custom coded is because we can't do it with a platform that's kind of out of the box. And then with WordPress, what's great about it's so well documented. So basically anything you want to do online, you can pretty much go to YouTube and search for it. And YouTube is like the new Google. <laughs> it is kind of like the new Google. Oh my God, it's actually owned by Google. What a lot of people don't even realize is YouTube is the number two search engine Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Next to Google. Oh, wow. So it's big and YouTube videos and such are going to be part of your hair brand marketing strategy. For sure. For sure. What I actually meant to say was it's like the new school. Like it is the you new can school. Actually, learn everything on YouTube. Not getting off the subject of starting your hair business, but Zakira and I are also working on. Not that we're not doing enough already, which we'll go over. We are also going to have an education platform for those that are wanting to get into the hair business. Oh yeah. So we've been working on the content for that. So it's a place where it's real organized. There's no fluff. Because sometimes, even for me, I pay a lot of money for courses just because I need to learn something really fast and I need to learn it well. Right. And when you're searching online, don't you go through some of these articles and you're like, there's so much fluff in here. It's yes. <laughs> it's like you can't find what you really want. So I think it's really important to have a platform for that. And we're going to have a bunch of videos on how to run your hair business website that's on WordPress and a bunch of other stuff, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, that is actually going to be very exciting, very useful, very informational, You guys are going to love it. And we talked earlier on the intro episode. So if you haven't listened to that, go ahead and download it. We do have a Facebook group for helping people start their hair business. It's called the Start a Hair Extension Business. If you search that on Facebook and look for the groups, right now we're broke 5,000 last week. So we have over 5,000 members. (laughs) This thing is growing fast. Fast, super fast. And Zakira posted a question in there and it's just, Goes crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's real active group, so it's great. So I think it's another great resource that our listeners here, maybe you found out about this podcast from there. Yeah, and even it's not just Mikey and I giving tips and information. It's everybody conversing together as a, a group, so that's a great thing about it as well. Yeah, you'll get different opinions and aspects on things, so it's good to have that kind of stuff when starting any type of business because... Really, a lot of it just comes down to education. Yeah. 
I mean, it's just, if you're not informed about what's going on and how to do certain things, it's just going to, you're going to move at a snail's pace. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to get upset and probably not make any money. Like zero dollars. Like zero dollars. <laughs> you know, so two things that we do when we work with our clients. And as I mentioned in the intro episode, which you need to download, hint, hint, uh, just so you can find out more about us. We have helped launch over a thousand hair brands over the last couple of years. That's what we really focus on. That's our niche. So we have two different platforms that we do that with. We have a wholesale side and then we have a dropship side. Secure, so why don't you tell everybody kind of about private label extensions and what that is with the wholesale side of the hair business? Okay. Before we get into that, we do also, aside from creating hair brands uh, for people, we also create edge control brands and we create 3D mink lash brands. So if you're not necessarily interested in starting a hair brand, we have other things that you can get into if you just want to be in the industry. So yeah, we have two different platforms that we use to do this. The first one is Private Label Extensions. Private Label Extensions is our wholesale account portion of it, and that is where you're able to purchase in bulk. Now, Private Label Extensions, we do have a lot of people who purchase off of there, but we get a lot of stylists, salon owners that want to fill their stores or their salons with hair extensions for their customers to actually come in and buy. A lot of times if they're local or um, if they're in a salon, their customers don't always want to purchase from them offline because let's just be honest, women, when they make their hair appointments, they're like ready to get their hair done like the next day or two days and they don't necessarily always want to wait for hair to be delivered to them. So that's a great thing about having going to a hair salon that actually has hair extensions inside of the salon. So aside from the hair extensions that we sell on private label extensions for wholesale, we also do custom packaging. We have custom silk bags, and those come in a variety of different colors. You can get your logo put on those bags. And then I mentioned before that we do the edge control and um, mink lash brand. We also have the custom labels for the edge control as well as the custom labels for the lash brands. Literally, private label extensions is a one-stop shop. You really don't have to go anywhere else to take care of everything that you want to take care of when it comes to starting your hair brand, especially if you want to purchase in bulk. And then for the dropshipping side, dropshipbundles.com, it basically makes it so it's as easy as possible to get in the hair industry without having to hold a bunch of inventory. So we do hair extension websites, which makes it great to get started because we usually get them launched in about a week. So you don't have to have all the product photos, product descriptions, the pricing set at a normal retail price, which everything's customizable once you have it. So you can change your own prices, everything else. It's a great starting point for your hair brand. It's not an end point because websites are never finished. But usually as people come in and we talk to people in our showroom and people just want to be online, I encourage them to look at drop shipping because with our system to add people onto our system, they're just really like a little blip on the radar. There's no need to recreate what we've already built. I know some people are real passionate and so excited about packing and shipping their own orders. It's really not that fun and not that exciting. And when you're out of town for a week, your mom does not want to pack your orders. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you. So going the drop shipping route is great. You don't have to buy the printers for shipping, the laser printers. You don't need the computer stuff, the software, the shipping software, everything. Because as soon as you are packing and shipping your online orders, you're going to have three Brazilian body waves in stock. Someone's going to want a real full wig and order four. 
And then you're like, oh my God, now I have to contact the customer, blah, blah, blah. With our drop shipping system, you pretty much have unlimited access to our inventory, which is pretty ridiculous amount of hair. So we can supply thousands of orders. So you don't really have to worry about having hair because one of the biggest problems with startup costs is the cost of hair. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, a lot of people have trouble with the websites. We take care of that. And then we have the hair. So that's kind of how we've gotten a quick jump start for our clients to get into the industry at a real low cost. You know, we'll pack and ship the orders with their own branding. So it comes from them and it looks, you know, they open it up. And if you have a care card or you have our silk packaging or anything else, we want to make it look as great as possible for the customer. So the customer will buy for you again. It's kind of like a team effort here. So Don't try to recreate the online system if you just want to get online. If there was a better way to do an online business for hair extensions, I 100% promise you I will figure it out or I will tweak something with our system to make it just the best way possible. And then the dropshipping has marketing images, stock photos, videos, all this stuff you can use so you can download. You have full use of it. So that helps out a lot of people out as well because not everybody has all the different products to take their own product photos, to make professional high definition videos and all this other kind of stuff. So it just makes it really easy for people to get started. But those are the kind of two platforms we work off of. And that's given us tons and tons of experience working with so many people and seeing the struggles. I think the biggest struggle after just getting the brand going, I would have to say it's marketing. Oh, definitely. That's one of the biggest things. Going back to the websites that you were talking about, we also have the membership. So if you already have a website and you don't necessarily want to get a website built, you can use the current website that you already have and just utilize us for dropshipping. Yeah, so perfect. So, you know, this is a great platform. And then with the dropshipping and you're not spending your time packing and shipping orders, worrying about inventory, this, that, the other, you focus on what's really important. Like I mentioned, the marketing. I mean, <laughs> marketing. It's everything. That's where people get stuck at. Like those are really the most questions we get asked is, do you have any marketing tips? What can I do for marketing? How can I get people to buy? How can I make my first sale? It all comes down to marketing. Yeah. So what I always like when I sit down with people and I'll have a meeting with them and they're asking me questions about selling online, one of the most important things you need to understand is most websites really only convert one to 3% of their visitors. So if your website is new, it's probably on the lower end. And maybe if you have a lot of business and repeat customers, it's on the higher end of that. So let's just say it's at 1%. So for every 100 visitors that come visit your site, 99 of them are not buying from you that day. Wow. So what do you do next? Exactly. Yeah. So that's what you really have to think about. Are you capturing an email address somehow? Are you doing Facebook marketing where you have the Facebook pixel on your website so it knows that you have visited your website and then you can send marketing messages to them? Are you doing the same thing with YouTube or display ads and Instagram ads and Pinterest ads? You know, it's not all free to really get your business going. So it's really important to think about that is how you're going to grow these lists and think of all these things as lists that you're growing. And as you have a bigger list to market to, it's a lot easier to get sales. Yeah. I think the biggest thing when it comes to marketing or just doing your hair business in general is consistency. That's like going to be the biggest thing. If you're not consistent, you can't expect to 
flourish in the hair industry or make sales or do anything. You have to be consistent with marketing, consistent with posting, consistent with just everything. And we really want to tackle those marketing strategies. And guess what? It's going to be in episode two. Ooh. So yeah, consistency is huge. I get messaged. Please don't message me on my personal Facebook. If you've done it before, it's okay. But sometimes people will find me on Facebook and be like, I've got to talk to you, blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, okay, I'll message them back. And they ask some questions. And they're just like, it's just not working for me. You know, I've tried everything. I've read all your blog posts, which if you go to private label extensions, click blog and then the hair business. I'm talking countless hours. I have written posts and I'm not even a great writer, but I'm just like, I got to get this information out there somehow. Countless hours of writing of what you can do. And I'll say, okay, send me your Instagram, send me your Facebook. Let me look at your website. (laughs) And really they've posted three times on Facebook, a couple times on Instagram. They're not consistent. You're just, you can't win that way. You have to be consistent. And honestly, I don't know about you, Zakir, but one thing I think people get a little overzealous with thinking they can be successful having, you know, their Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, like it's a lot to manage. Oh yeah, I would definitely suggest every single platform is not going to be for everybody in every industry. I think it just depends on your target market, what platforms you use. I would highly suggest using for sure Instagram, Facebook, and maybe even Pinterest would be a good one. But Google Plus, LinkedIn, not so much for the hair business. So you don't need necessarily every single platform when it comes to marketing. Yeah. And if you're just not great at growing your following or promoting on Instagram, spend some time and learn about it. Or, you know, you don't know how to make a YouTube video. You might not want to have that link to your YouTube channel on your website, linking people over to go to a dead YouTube channel. Focus on a couple platforms that you're good at first. Make those look great, better than you think. Whatever you're doing right now, I promise you, you can do better. Now, I haven't even seen it. It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can do better. This is like Mikey's favorite thing to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. When people try to hand me work, I'm like, nope, it's not good enough. They're like, you didn't even look at it. It doesn't matter. I know you can do better. <laughs> I mean, really, if you're going to do it, you got to be the best. I mean, think about this, okay? And I do a lot of research for SEO, search engine optimization, which we'll get into in other episodes and such. Let's talk about blogging. So blogging is a big thing. People have talked about it for years. Huge, right? So everyone talks about blogging and writing the blog and this, that, the other. Now, it's hard to push out a blog every single day. Like it takes a lot of time. But if you can get like once a week, that's pretty good if you have a good article. Oh, yeah. But you got to think of every day. There are millions of blog posts published every single day, right? Sounds right. Yeah, it sounds right. Okay, so if Google is looking at all these, and they do look at it all, but they got the little spiders that go around and look at everything, <laughs> okay? So as they're going through, they're going to find out, and Google's pretty smart, they're going to go through and find only find and rank only the top articles about these subjects. So there's tons of articles being written today. Today, right now, when you're listening to this, people are writing articles about hair or something related to hair. So if you're going to write an article about the hair, whatever it could be, coloring, styling, you know, what is this or that, make sure it is the most detailed article that you can write and then take a day, go back to the article and say, okay, I can make this a little bit better. Honestly, that's how you're going to rank in Google. Yeah. 
Definitely. That's it. So it takes time, especially with content marketing and blogging. I usually tell people you're not going to see many re- much results for six months. I mean, minimum, if you're good, six months. I mean, we restarted our private label extensions website and everything when basically, what was it, January, beginning of January? January, yeah. Yeah, January of 2017 this year. We redid everything. And remember, I was writing a blog post every single day. Every day. Or not every day, every week. I was writing all day. Yeah. You know, sometimes get two up a week, but they're usually, some of them, pretty long posts. 41, I think the longest one is 46 pages. Yeah. The hair extension marketing. Yeah, so if you go to private label extensions, if you actually just search Google hair extension marketing, the first result I promise you is my ridiculously long article about 50 ways you can market your hair extension brand. Yeah. It's over 10,000 words. If you print it, it's really like a book. A book. I basically wrote a book. I didn't publish it, but I published (laughs) it online. I wrote a book. It's free information for you to go look at 50 great ideas to market your hair extension brand. Yeah, and it's not 46 pages of fluff. It's like probably 44 pages of great information. Uh, 46. (laughs) Well, I mean, with the pictures and everything, it probably goes to like two pages. So the whole thing has really great information. Yeah, so if you're thinking, hey, I haven't been successful yet, you know, this just isn't working for me, you really have to look at, what have you really done? Right. If you're just kind of looking at other people's Instagram pages and stuff, yeah. that's not really helping your business. You have mm-hmm. to really focus on learning how to be better at whatever it is. Right. I had somebody ask me, I'm not selling any hair. I don't know what to do. I'm posting every day. And then I went to their Instagram page. They have like 12 followers and maybe two likes on each picture, you're not going to get any sales that way. You have to figure out a way to grow your social media or guerrilla marketing, hand-to-hand, word-of-mouth. There's tons of other things that you can do to market your hair extension business, and social media is not the only one. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize how important email is. Obviously, Facebook and Instagram is the most popular thing ever right now. Yeah. But I don't know, five years from now, I don't know how popular it's going to be. It may be gone. I don't, I don't know about so. gone, but you know, really the reports about Facebook users, if you really look at the reports, like the younger, younger crowd. Yeah. Is it decreasing? Yeah. They, they're just not even on Facebook. Yeah. Not Facebook. I mean, you can even look at- My so, grandma's on Facebook. Okay. My mom's on Facebook. <laughs> but you know, it's the younger crowd as it, they're getting older. I mean, think about it. We have somebody, our youngest employee, Avery, that works with us. She didn't have a Facebook account. Yeah, she didn't. And, and Nikki didn't, uh, have, didn't one have one either. Mm-hmm. See? You got to really look at this insight, right? So if the younger crowd, this- 16 to 18 year old and you plan on being in this business for a while you got to start planning now for what people are doing later and one thing that everyone does have i promise you whether it's my mom your grandmother nikki avery whoever else they have email definitely now i will say that i don't think millennials check their emails as much not as much this is true but you know what happens i think once you get like in your early 20s and such, and you're more a little bit more business-minded, this, that, the other, I think people still do check it a lot. And the key is what you need to learn is how to get in the actual inbox. So you know if you have most people have all Gmail and they have the promo tab and the social tab. If you put a bunch of salesy kind of information in your newsletter, guess what? Google is putting you right in that little side. They're putting you right off to the side. (laughs) So you're not in that main inbox. So what you need to do is learn how to create messages that make it into the main inbox. Oh, yeah. 
Now you can search Google. There's a bunch of blog posts and everything else that will help explain that. So if you get on the private label extensions newsletter, honestly, I don't have it. I mean, salesy stuff. Not really. It's never salesy. I don't put photos in it and all this other kind of stuff. Very rarely do I have one of our products actually featured in it. Yeah. Even though right now we're using MailChimp and you can easily put your products in the the emails and everything else. Because I just know it's going to go right to that side tab and the open rate is going to be horrible. It's not going to generate the income that we're hoping for or reaching people, you know, that might have signed up for our price list. You know, you can download our price list on the homepage. But I want them to hear from us again. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Although, if you get on private label extensions, honestly, you're going to see a lot of our marketing. But A lot of it. <laughs> yeah, but what you need to do is say, hey, private label extensions is doing this. How the heck do I do it? Right. So we're going to talk about how to do it. We'll have like the online courses, how to do it and such. But it really works. There's a reason why we are growing like crazy. It's because our marketing is awesome. Just being honest. And we're teaching our clients how to be awesome. So we sell a ton and ton and ton of hair because our clients, yeah, thousands of bundles a week week because our clients are selling hair. So part of the goal of this podcast is to teach our clients how to be better at sales because if we're giving them the information, they're going to want to work with us longer because they say, hey, private label extensions, you know, they were here when I was selling nothing. And they helped me, and now I'm selling one order a day, it's close to two orders a day. And then you start setting your goals, and when you're at like 10 orders a day. And with the price of hair extensions, honestly, it doesn't take much to get to $100,000 a year in sales. Yeah, no, not at all. I have an article about that, actually. Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> I love that article, how to sell $142,315 or whatever it is in hair extensions in a year. There's literally like so much information on the blog. It's crazy. So episode two, will be going more into depth about hair extension marketing, the best ways to market your hair extension business. Uh, we'll be talking about the different platforms, social media platforms, Facebook advertising, Instagram ads. We'll be covering email lists, just a ton of information about hair extension marketing. So make sure you tune in to episode two next week and make sure you don't forget to subscribe to our Hair Biz Radio podcast. Now, Zakira, I don't think they're going to get all the information about all those platforms in the next episode. Not all, but but a great amount. A good amount. (laughs) We'll probably pick one episode or one platform, maybe like Instagram or Facebook and really dive deep into that. And then we can kind of go over it to it episode after episode and then mix it up a little bit. But if you wanted to give us feedback about what you want to learn, you can always go into the Start a Hair Business Facebook group and let us know. Or you can send us a DM on Instagram at Private Label Extensions. Thanks for tuning into Hair Biz Radio with your hosts, Zakira and Mikey. Bye. <laughs>